what's going on, everybody? My name is Reagan. My name's Victor. And welcome to Sanctified-ish, conversations with pastors who have not figured it out. Um, Reagan, you like my Funko Pops on the wall? They finally got them all up and out your, for the world to see. Your, your toys? Well, look, that's your Dwight toys. Schrute with a pumpkin on his head. <laughs> that's King George from Hamilton. This is, we'll skip that one. This is Andre Vasilevsky <laughs> from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And far end is Spider-Man. That's cute. Thank you. I, I love the, this collection. What's, what's the one in the middle right there with the blue hair? Oh, that's, um, his name is Deku. <laughs> A very select group I'm of sorry. people who listen to I'm our sorry. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anime, okay? It's an anime. It's an anime. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's an anime. It's an anime. Bro, I love you so much. <laughs> I can... <laughs> I can take one look at you and I know you watch anime. That's just like, it's, it's not, it's not hard to decipher. It's not hard to guess. I'm like, yep, he, he watches anime, but here, here's the thing. Is man. it the I, hair? It's the hair. It's the beard. It's the calf tat. It's, okay. it's all okay. the things oh, okay. rolled it's into me. one. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but you could take one look at me and like, say like, oh yeah, he's seen every episode of Hannah Montana, which is true. Yeah. Um, and so it's like stereotypes are real sometimes, but <laughs> I do. I've tried to get into anime, man. Like I can't. I can't get into anime. I tried to watch uh, Demon Slayer on Netflix one time, but like I got halfway through the first episode, and bro, honestly, it was just trash. Okay. When you say, first of all, that's a phenomenal first episode. Uh, second of all, when you say you tried to get into anime, it's not like it's not like you can watch one episode, wipe your hands clean, and say I tried. Oh, well, let's walk well, away. One, one episode was like an hour 15. So I devoted like uh, 45 minutes of I my life. I don't know what you watched. I, <laughs> it was 22 minutes. <laughs> you got that commercial it, free Netflix? Yeah, it, it felt like an hour 15. <laughs> it may have actually. Um, um, you need yeah, to give man, it I another just, shot. You need to give I, it another shot. See, it's, it's just, it takes too long to get into it. And I'm like, when things aren't good in the beginning, like what what's the point? And just like watching two or three seasons before something gets good. Okay. You watch Star Wars, the Clone Wars. That's a great TV show. Oh, Clone Wars is different. Don't, don't, don't you, don't it, you dare. It Hold starts up. slow. Up. Don't, don't you dare talk it bad starts, about Clone Wars. I'm not talking bad about it. It just has a terrible first season. That's truth. That first okay, season no. It's not oh. a bad. It's not. It's not a bad first season. It has bad episodes. There's bad episodes in every every season of Clone Wars. Yes, there's even, fewer even, bad episodes later on. No, even the last season. Hold up. Whatever the oh, last season was, seven. Be care- stop. Be careful. Stop. Be careful. The last season of Clone Wars. Oh, I know. What you're, the there's filler. Arc, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's filler. No, no, no. It's garbage except the last arc. Yeah, that's because the whole beginning the, the, is filler. The middle. The beginning is just to set up Bad Batch. Yeah. The middle is just Ahsoka doing God knows what on Coruscant. And then the last four episodes are the best Star Wars ever made. Yeah. But it's not a good season. But it's filler. It, it has good episodes. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree. I don't know if I can agree. Star Wars The Clone Wars, I agree. Is the be- it's one of the best TV shows ever created, in my opinion. Um, but it's not better than Demon Slayer. I don't know. I think this is uh you can ask Deku about that or <laughs> Ro- Roku. I don't know whatever your your No, your Roku name is, is a streaming device. Is that <laughs> <laughs> That's like that's a that's like Google Home. Yeah. 
is that, that I don't is know. Is, is, is Pokemon an anime? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just finished. Oh my goodness, y'all. Guys, okay. Let me tell let me tell you the best story ever. So, in Pokemon, it's an anime it just finished. It's been going on for like since forever and the first episode ever, Ash looks to Pikachu and he says, "Pikachu, I choose you." That's like the big like famous thing, right? And in the last episode ever, it's so beautiful. He says, "Pikachu, I'm glad I chose you." Look at that full circle beautiful picture. Pokemon. It, it like existed for over 20 years, the anime. I'm just going to say, Pokemon copied Marvel. <laughs> they did. They did. When do you think... And, when and you th- Star, Wars, Star Wars copied Marvel too. Like, Robert Downey Jr., I'm Iron Man. Uh, Endgame, I'm Iron Man. Star Wars, whatever Last Jedi, oh, Rise yeah, of Skywalker yeah, yeah, yeah. was, I'm all the Jedi. Uh, and like, Fry's... Mm-hmm. Fries Palpatine. Well, it literally had a carbon copy scene from yeah. Avengers in Star Wars. It's like all the ships show up to like save the day. All the heroes show up to save the day. It was and they like portaled in. It was literally they control C, control V, and from Avengers to Star Wars. I was so mad in that movie theater, <laughs> Bro, man. You know, you know when you walk into like a food line or something like that, and you get like the food line version of Dr Pepper, and it's like it's like Dr Salt or something like that. It's like Mr Pub, like whatever it is. It's just like this is just like the off-brand version. Like uh, Rise of Skywalker is the off-brand version of Endgame, yes. and it just fails at every single level. Yes. Could not could not agree more. I think to bring this full circle, because I don't want to just give up on anime that quick. So I think I think you need to give it a little more time. I'll come over. You, you said you have a paper to finish at five. I'll be there at five oh one. Five oh one. And we'll watch some man. anime. <laughs> you need to be patient. You need to give it a little more time. A little more time. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good trans- <laughs> that's a good segue into the nerdiest intro we've ever had. <laughs> that um, gave me life. That made me embarrassed. So today we're talking about patience and my patience will be tested with you today because um, y'all, whether it's in life and ministry or even our own walk with the Lord and our own sanctification, um, there is oftentimes a gap between where we are and where we want to be. And the middle ground is where we just see a lot of frustration um, and patience that comes into play in that. So we're talking about how to walk with the Lord, how to wait on the Lord, what godly patience versus apathy actually looks like. Like patience isn't just sitting around and just doing nothing, yeah. but like, what does it look like to seek the Lord in a season of waiting um, and pursue him in that? So I think it'll be cool today. And we're going to have a fun conversation. It reminds me of the story. Um, my, my leader would be fine with me sharing this. He he's a former small group leader of mine in student ministry, and he had a co-worker who had, he had been praying for his co-worker to come to know the Lord for over 15 years. And what this leader would tell me is like, I prayed for this person each and every day. Like there was an activeness to his patience, and it took 15 years. But he came to know the Lord. Like this co-worker came to know the Lord, and it actually didn't have anything to do with anything the leader said. God just saved him in like somewhere else, but it was this active patience that this leader demonstrated over the course of 15 long years. Yeah. And he came to know the Lord. And I think like it would have been really easy for, for that small group leader to just sit around, maybe think about it every now and again, but not do anything over those 15 years. But yeah. he actively chose to pursue God 
on behalf of his friend to come to know the Lord. And man, like that is a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. I mean, that's why the Bible says like to wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, and he will renew your strength. And so patience is active, not passive. Yeah. Um, and patience is simply like knowing where salvation, hope, security, whatever it is, like it's knowing where that is found and actively returning to that day after day, after day, after day, after day. And so like, in the, in the case of your friend there, it's like salvation doesn't belong to your leader. Yeah. That's not where it belongs. Like salvation belongs to the Lord. And so like, but he's also not just sitting around for 15 years being like, well, I hope he gets saved. Um, yeah. I hope the Lord moves. Like, no, he knows where salvation is found. He knows where hope is found. And so it's day after day after day after day, returning to that place and seeking the Lord in that. And I think I've seen in my life, um, I'm probably a little bit less spiritual than that. But I think in the things that I've desired, whether it's jobs or relationships or whatever it is, um, especially when there's like long years and long seasons of just not seeing movement, um, I think I've taken the posture of like, well, it's not worth it or like it's just not happening. So like it'll happen when it happens and I kind of take my foot off the gas and I just kind of become passive in it and float in it. Um, and I think that's how a lot of us approach patience. Like we think we're being patient, but we're actually being passive. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. It even reminds me of what we talked about last episode where we talked through the genealogies. It's like God has such a bigger picture in mind than our two years of waiting. It's like God sees the beginning to the end and outside of that where time doesn't exist. Like God sees the full and complete picture and we get the smallest of small glimpses into it. And it's like, we think this one year of waiting, two years of waiting, three years of waiting, 15 years of waiting in the case of, of this leader is like a really long time. And it, to us, it is. But man, to the Lord, he sees generation to generation to generation to generation far outside what we perceive as a like, quote unquote, long time. And that's why it has to be active. But we're so quick to fall into passive patience. And so I think this is a good place to take it. It's like, Reagan, where do you where do you think it's really easy for us to slip into passive patience? And maybe like, what are some of the warning signs that we're being apathetic um, or we're not pursuing the Lord in our waiting. I, I think it's different for every person. Um, for me, the things that it's really easy to become passive in are things that I can't control. So I actually don't feel this is probably just like me and my own sin. I feel like I'm not very passive or I don't have to be patient in ministry a lot. I have to be patient with people. So like, I don't have to be patient in my programming or in my preaching or whatever, because those are things that like, I can move the ball forward. I can work on these right. things. I can change the program. I can move it around. Like, man, people, you can't change a 15 year old student. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's really easy for me to like, oh, well, man, I preached the gospel a hundred times to that kid. Man, like 101st, what's going to be the difference between that? And so I think like when I know that I can't change it, um, over a long period of time, like my heart just kind of fades back a little bit. And it was like, well, the, the Lord will do it. And I think and understand that like, yes, the Lord can do it, but knowing like that is the only hope for that student. That is the only hope for me. Um, like patience and a dependence on the Lord go hand in hand. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Like patience is dependence on the Lord in a lot of ways. Right. Because what happens with me is I'm very similar to that. If there's something that I can't control or I can't fix, or I can't like make it happen the way that I want it to happen, I will go and still try and do it. Um, because I think that I have like the power in and of myself to accomplish that thing. And so like, I'm a very purpose driven person and I have to be accomplishing something like quite literally the reason I get burnt out of a lot of video games is because I run out of things to do. And so I stop playing them or like the reason I've started two or three companies is because I've run out of stuff and I want something to do. Like I have to always be accomplishing something. And if I'm not like I lose my sense of purpose, Um, and when we talk about gospel conversations, especially with salvation, I can go start a company and I could do well at it. I can't share the gospel and I am not the one who causes salvation. Like that's not something that I can do. And man, like when I try and force it, I get frustrated. I get tired. I get burnt out. I get angry and mad at God when he's not yeah. doing what I want him to do. And it just causes all of these things to, f- to flare up. And ultimately it's just because I'm not being dependent on God for what only God can do. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm way too stubborn to be patient. <laughs> I think that's, that's just, I'm, I'm way too stubborn in my own ways and in my own strength. And I think that's when it's like, I think that's why my patience comes out of, comes out looking like passivity because I try to do all things in my own power and in my own strength. And by the time my strength is depleted, what comes out of is like, I've done everything I can. Oh, let me just like, there's nothing yeah. else for me to give. So what do I do now? Yeah. And I think that's why even the scripture says like to wait on the Lord and he will renew your strength. Like he will lift you up. Uh, I was reading this morning, I think Psalm 68, like he bears us up daily. Um, And that's like where waiting on the Lord is like the starting point for us. It's not what we do once we've expended all of our strength and now we have nothing left. So now we get to wait. Um, I think that's one of the things that I've been like really trying to like apply, not just in ministry, um, but even just like my personal life and the things that like I want the Lord, I want to see the Lord do. Um, it's not in my power. So what does it look like to sit and to wait on him and to seek him and to pursue him in the middle of that? One of the most beautiful things about God is that when we are not patient, like when we are quick to make decisions that we should bring to the Lord or when we are, you know, quick to operate out of our own strength rather than depending on God, a, his grace abounds and he is so quick to forgive us in that. But like, he also causes like beauty to spawn out of a lot of times our sin. And I'll just use a personal example for me is when I lived in Florida, I was considering moving to North Carolina. And when I tell you my choice to move to North Carolina was the least spiritual choice I think I've ever made. I think I just woke up one day and said, bye Florida. Like I just want (laughs) to be in North Carolina. Like I want to go to Southeastern. I want to be where my mentor is at. Like I just like, a lot of my desires to go to North Carolina were just spawned out of my personal wants. And I I don't think I prayed about it once. I I don't. And I moved, I packed up my bags and left everything to go to North Carolina. And like, I don't necessarily think I was uh, like completely in sin in that, but there was definitely some components where I 100% needed to bring that to the Lord. 
and just yeah. ask him to open those doors for me. And in a lot of ways, I forced those doors open myself. And there was a short period of time after moving to North Carolina where I had to repent and confess and like go through that process. And I look back, I'm married. I have an amazing job. I have like an amazing community yeah. and friend group, like out of a lot of things that like were me depending on myself like through confession through repentance like the lord brought me everything i needed and sustained me coming out of that and that's just a beautiful picture of what god can do even when we are faithless or we're dependent yeah. on ourselves like god is still working all things together for the good of those yeah. who believe in him or, and who are called according to his good purpose like he sees and hears and has a plan and it's not dependent on whether or not we are obedient, but man, we need to pursue that dependence. We need yeah. to pursue that obedience. Well, I think even to tag a scripture to that, um, like when you look at the Old Testament and we're talking about Israel wandering through the wilderness with a uh, cloud by day and a fire by night. And like when the Lord moved, they moved. When the Lord didn't move, they did not move out. Yep. And they stayed in the camp. And I think it's really easy to be like, okay, well, if I saw like a freaking fire in the sky and like the fire was moving, yeah. like that would be the, that'd be the obvious thing. Okay, in the I'll world. follow. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll follow that. Sure. That's great. Um, but I think this is where it's like, we undervalue the power and the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Like you have the very presence of God. You have something better than a fire in the sky. You have a fire in your heart. Like that's the Holy Spirit. Um, that is like speaking to you, guiding, like opening up the words, like revealing himself to you. Um, and so like, like Israel, we have, we have a, a fire that is guiding us in the Holy spirit. Um, I think that's one thing. I think second thing with that, it is really easy for us to sit and wait on the Lord once. Like, mm -hmm. I think to, to, kind of put a personal example to this. I think it's really easy when man, all right, it's, I really want this one thing mm. and it's been years since I want this. I think I finally get it. Think you're finally there. You realize you're not there. And it's like, Oh, I still have more to go. Yeah. I still have more to wait. I still have like that, that idea of thinking that you're there and thinking that you've waited enough and realizing that you haven't and having to go back down into that season that sucks yeah um yeah. that's that is not fun and i think that right there one we can lament that but two that's where a holistic understanding of who the lord is and who he'll be to you and understanding that like he's still good yeah and he still has a plan and he still has a future and i think a lot about like the disciples in the new testament were like Jesus said some hard truth and like all these people went away and he looked at the disciples like, do you want to go away as well? And they were just like, to whom shall we go for you have the words of eternal life. And that is the heart of patience. Hmm. Yeah. To whom shall we go? There's nowhere else to go, nowhere else to run, nowhere else where I can find salvation or even hope for my future. Like I know it's you, even if it sucks right now, man, I know it's you and I'm going to return back to that source tomorrow. Even if, today wasn't the answer that I wanted. There was a study done um, actually by Amazon, which is fascinating. Um, last year, it was actually over like the pandemic. And here, here's what Amazon did over the pandemic. Let's, I'll use light bulbs as an example. Light bulbs, let's say you have one light bulb that was 
$20 and another light bulb that was $30. Those are some expensive light bulbs. What Amazon <laughs> found is that they would offer next day or same day delivery on the $30 light bulb and they would offer two day delivery on the $20 light bulb. And nine times out of 10, people would order the $30 light bulb because it was either same day or next day delivery. And it was actually a lower quality light bulb than the cheaper mm. one. And what Amazon found out is that, man, if we can offer next day or same day delivery on really bad products, we can actually charge way more for them because yeah. people are not patient. I think what that shows about our society, like us as a people, is that the world is training us to be impatient. Like this yeah. instant gratification that we have in our society is is becoming is becoming a really real problem. I mean, even look at TikTok. It's like yeah. I can have TV on on my TV and not be satisfied and so I take out my phone and scroll on TikTok. And it's just because I I can't put my focus in one place because I always yeah. have to be doing something. I thought that was a really interesting study that while you were talking reminded me of. Um, so let me preach off your illustration there for a second. Uh, I think even like, that's not like society training us. Like, man, that's the enemy Yep. that like the instant gratification produces a cheap copy of what the Lord actually desires for us. Yep. Like the Lord's gratification is not instant. Yep. And so what sin does is sin tells you, this is what the Lord has promised you. You can have it here. You can have it now and you can have it your own way. And so let me come, like the thing that you want here and now is actually going to be a cheaper copy of what the Lord actually want for you and you're paying more for it. Yeah. Like what the Lord wants to give to you, he's already paid for it. It's already done. You're giving up what the Lord has already given to you to get something that's a lot less worse than what he already wants for you. Yep. And man, that, that's the lie of sin. That's the lie of the enemy. They're like, man, God has promised you like sexual fulfillment, man. Great. I want it my way, my time, here and now. That's the cheap copy of sin. Yep. Um, and man, I think that's like when the Lord says like patience is a good thing. Like the Lord has promised good things to you. He has promised himself to you. And like to wait on the Lord is a holy act. Yeah. Not 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 just for like our future and the things that we want, but like, man, it's a it's a it's an act that looks like the heart of the Lord to yeah. say like what you have for me, what you desire for me is better than what I can get for myself here in the moment. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking of Matthew five sermon on the Mount. Jesus is like, blessed, blessed are those who are patient. I want to say it's, they will inherit the earth. Maybe it's the, the meek. meek, the meek. The that's meek. what it was. But it's like, I, I, I've thought about like meekness, humility, and the kind of just like the connection that that has to patience in that, like what instant gratification says is I want the power. I want the thing. I want it here and now. Yeah. What patience says is actually like, no, I actually trust God. And like, I'm humble enough to know that I don't have the power. Yeah. Actually like God does. And, and yeah. when I hear like the language inherit the earth, like there is not a cost to something that you inherit. Like that is a gift that is given for your dependence or your humility, your meekness on like dependence on Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, we are so much quicker to pay for something that does not satisfy rather than sit in the promises 
of the yeah. inheritance that is far bigger than anything we could pay for. And yeah. it's like, man, that is what the enemy is striving after. That's what he wants. Because if we can get distracted on the here and now, like we will not see the plans that God has. 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and New Testament. Yeah, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Like that is multiple generations of people. And the enemy's chief tactic when it comes to sin isn't to promise you a circumstance that you want. It's actually to lie about the character of God. Yes. And it's when he lies about the character of God that we believe a false circumstance that we're walking into. And so it's like, honestly, I think sin is so powerful, not because it's just that enticing and that overwhelming. I think sin is that powerful because we don't trust God. Yep. Like we don't trust his promises. We don't trust what he has said will actually come to pass. We don't trust that he's better. Mm-hmm. And so like when God has said something, Genesis, like Genesis three, when God says, don't touch the fruit and this will happen. Why? Not because I hate you, but because I love you. And I've set up these boundaries for you, for your well-being and your flourishing. When God says that, what does the devil say? The devil says, did God really say? Mm. The enemy attacks his character. He doesn't say, look how beautiful this fruit is. Yep. Mentions nothing about the fruit. He attacks the character of God. And when the character of God is attacked, the fruit becomes a lot more enticing. So to kind of bookend this conversation here, what would you say to the student, the small group leader, the young person in ministry who, and maybe even just like the young person who is struggling to actively be patient. Like what is the thing that, that is, that you would say to a person who needs to move from passive patience to active patience and dependence on Jesus? I'd say one, it sucks. Like it just, Patience is just not, it's not one of those things that like you'll ever go to a conference and be like, yep, three days on patience. Let's, let's get after it. Like, it's just, it's not one of those things. Um, but it is holistically God honoring. And I think active patience looks like knowing the heart of God, knowing his character, knowing his promises. And when our hearts stray, Hosea says our hearts are like the morning dew. They're here one minute and gone the next. It's not an if, it's a when. When our hearts stray and forget the promises that God has made and his faithfulness and his character, graciously return and come back and then plant yourself. Plant yourself by his character and trust that even if you don't see it right now, even if like you've been waiting for a long time, and it still hasn't come to pass. Like there's not one promise that the Lord has made to you that will not come to pass. Mm. Um, and he has promised like that. It's not like his goodness is just like on the other end of that promise as well. Yeah. Like yeah. he has promised, like the number one promise that God makes us in the Bible is like, fear not for I'm with you. Yeah. That, that, that just blows my mind. Like, it's just like, he's promised to provide for us a couple of times, but it's just like, or that's Psalm 23 or Isaiah 41. It's like, fear not for I'm with you. Fear not for I'm with you. Fear not for I'm with you. And I think that's because a lot of our Christian life is spent in patience, not seeing fulfillment of promises. And so we see the fulfillment of God's promises to us when we realize he's with us in the middle of patience. And then one day we will see that all of the words that he's promised for future promises, all of those will come to pass because we know he's been faithful to walk with us in the waiting here and now. Um, and I think Reagan, some really practical application for you 
um, is just to watch some anime, give it another shot. And I'm sure the Lord will respond in faithfulness to your disobedience. Um, I'm, sure, but I'm hey, sure he will. Who am I? I'm sure he will. <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Reagan and I have some really cool plans in store for over the summer and going into the fall. So keep an eye out, keep an ear out for those things. And we're super pumped to get those out to you. Um, guys, thank you so much. You can check us out on social media at Reagan Jones 97 and at Rotsiv 157. And we will catch you next week until next time. Take care and God bless. Did you even watch the first episode of Demon Slayer? I watched five minutes. What happened? What was the first five minutes? Something about like his sister and something got caught Nezuko. up by a demon. Nezuko. Ne Nez Nez Nezuko? <laughs> that made my day. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> <in> merch. <laughs>